Hello and welcome to the How Not to Screw Up Your Kids podcast, the bucket emptying episodes. So pour yourself a cuppa, find a comfy seat and enjoy the conversation. I'm your host, Dr. Mary Hand, psychologist and parenting expert. And today's episode is another bucket emptying episode specifically for you as parents. So this is about emptying your bucket with something for you rather than necessarily something for your children. And this is around comparison. Now we have all done it. In fact, I have been guilty of doing it just before I came on. And we were human beings, we're animals, and we have a natural tendency to want to be part of a collective and a community. And we compare ourselves as part of that collective and community. And we do that across all aspects of our life. Obviously, when we become parents, it becomes a huge part of what we do because we want to show up and be there for our children at the best possible way. And quite often we'll do that by comparing ourselves to other parents. The limitation is not just in terms of comparison to parenting, but we compare ourselves in lots of other ways. We compare ourselves to our colleagues at work. We compare ourselves to neighbours. We compare ourselves to our friends. Every aspect, and that may well be in terms of the way that we physically look, the achievements that we've achieved. It may be physical things that we possess, experiences that they have that we may we sort of would love to be able to have, whatever that might be. The focus that I'm going to talk about very specifically is going to be in terms of parenting, just because I think it's a really crucial aspect that often means that we don't always make the right decisions for our family. Let me give you some sort of very specific comparisons. And I, I can be really honest, this has happened to me so often. We can be really clear with our partner about how we choose and how we want to parent our children. That may well be to do with opportunities. It may be our expectations, whatever that might be. We're really clear what our lane is when we're at home and when we are talking in that sort of perspective. But our lane can get massively derailed when we get into that comparison demon. Yeah. So that may well be you're picking up your children from school and you hear that Jack is playing a musical instrument and he's speaking two or three languages and he's doing all of this volunteering. Or Sophie, you know, I always used to like using Jack and Sophie. Or Sophie maybe is particularly talented in part of her academics and maybe she's going to be going to an, a really brilliant next school or she's been winning prizes for things or always gets top marks, whatever it might be, or whether it's actually to do with tutoring. So much of those comparison demons tend to come up, not in those rational, objective moments when we're super grounded at home in the, the lane that we're, we're operating in. It's those moments where we then question and they're often those sort of vulnerable moments where we then think oh my goodness me everyone else is doing it therefore we should be or you know our children are not getting ahead enough or we need to be doing x y and z so I just thought it would be helpful a to call it out yeah it happens and it happens to absolutely everyone I've been caught up in that where I've heard those things and I've been really clear about the lane that we're in and then I've gone home and been like super strict, horrid mummy around homework because I'm thinking you should be doing really well in X, Y and Z because Jack is and Sophie is and whatever that might be. So it happens to all of us. So the first thing is just it happens. And there are going to be moments where you're going to find yourself slightly derailed with that. And then you suddenly decide that your children are going to have to commit to X, Y and Z because you feel that you're that they're being lazy or that you're not pushing them hard enough or that 
they're going to leave home in the world of work and they're not going to be able to do well. So that's the first thing I want to do. And then the second thing I want to talk about is how can we hold ourselves accountable to that and make sure that we do stay in our lane whilst also regularly reviewing whether that lane is the right one. And part of that is that our children are ever evolving. We can often make a decision about a lane that we're pursuing with our children and through their stages and ages of development, we then find that actually we ought to be reviewing that particular lane and that we want to be making some changes or some tweaks to that. I'm being deliberately vague because what I don't want to do is start setting expectations for you as parents as to what children should be doing. There are some children who will naturally, through their interests, because I don't believe that there's necessarily innate talent, I think our children will gravitate to certain things, they'll pick up certain things, They'll run with certain things. They'll enjoy spending time with certain things. And therefore, it's very easy and and commendable and, and relevant for us to have expectations of them in that particular lane and others that show interest in other things. I'm a huge believer that the more our children spend time doing things in that interested way, the more likely are that they are going to continue practicing that and therefore the better they are going to get at it. It's the whole 10,000 hours rule. I don't believe personally that we get these children that are born specific protégés in specific things. They just show a natural interest, which then because they put the hours in means that they end up getting better at that. And so our children are naturally going to show interest in different areas as, as different ages and stages. So that lane is going to need to be reviewed regularly, but also we need to make sure that we don't get sucked into comparison so that we end up forcing our children into areas and making huge demands of them that are not appropriate for them. It's a real, it's my real passion that As parents, we so often get ourselves caught up in this narrative that says, if my child performs as well as they can possibly do and reaches optimal grades all the way throughout school, then the natural consequence of that is going to be that they will excel in the world of work, they will do really well, they'll achieve great happiness and joy and fulfilment. I'm really, I just don't believe that that is the case. I've seen so many, so much evidence from people who have really not been particularly successful in the school system and yet have excelled through huge amounts of setbacks. So please let's get not, not get caught in that comparison. That doesn't mean that we should expect our children should expect less than from our children, but it's, I really just want us to remember this notion of comparison and the rabbit hole that it can send us down. So the two things that I would like you to do is to, first of all, find somebody that you can have as your comparison companion. So ideally, this will be someone who is someone that you, was not ideally, this should be somebody who you have a really close connection with that you can be entirely yourself and honest with. They do not need to be another parent. They don't. It's someone that you can be really honest with about those moments when you get caught up in comparison. Now, if you've got that connection with someone who's a parent, double win. That's amazing because then the idea is that you can hold each other to account from a parental perspective. If that person that you feel really trustworthy, that you trust and you can talk to about anything, happens to be someone who is not a parent, 
trust me, they'll be comparing themselves on something themselves. So you've still got that ability to hold each other accountable. And the idea about having this comparison companion is that that is the person that you speak to when you notice those moments of, oh my goodness me, I was at the school gates and I heard X, Y, and Z, or in the in the parent WhatsApp group, or at parents' evening, whatever it might be. And it doesn't even need to be that you've got children at that sort of age. It may well be you went to a, a baby group, a parent and child group, and you noticed that other babies were sleeping through the night and yours isn't, or you've noticed that they're speak that they're already using words and yours aren't, or they're potty trained and you're Whatever age and stage of development your children are at, it's really crucial, really crucial, which is why I think community is such a big part, which is why I keep banging on about it takes a village to raise resilient adults, because we need that outlet, that opportunity to speak to somebody who was our comparison companion. And I don't think it should be your partner. I believe it should, by all means, have those conversations with your partner as well. But I want someone who is sort of almost removed from that family scenario that they can objectively soak up the comments that you make and also ask some questions so that you can hold each other to account. Because that comparison companion is not only about soaking up the comments that you make about being sucked into that comparison, but they can also be someone who can challenge whether actually the lane that you had placed yourselves in might actually be worth reviewing and also be in that scenario where they can remind you of the lane that you're in. So that's the first thing is that really making sure that you've got a comparison companion. And the second thing is to have these regular reviews of the lane. And that can be with your comparison companion, but also with your partner. That regular review of, are we set it what are our expectations? Is that appropriate? Is that developmentally appropriate for our child or our teen? Should we be reviewing it now in light of new evidence so that you then, you're, you're sort of nurturing that development process? And the idea is that we're always, as human beings, we're always going to be comparing ourselves. But the idea would be that we would be a bit kinder to ourselves when we do do that and we'll have less of that knee-jerk reaction of, right, that's it. As a family, we're now going to climb Kilimanjaro because I don't think we challenge ourselves or whatever it is that you find yourself in. And don't laugh because I know that you're listening to this and so many of you will be resonating with the impossible challenges that we then suddenly set ourselves because for one fleeting moment, we feel that we're failing as parents because we've heard that another family is doing something else. So I hope that that's landed with you just at the right time, being that compassionate hug and bucket emptying that I hope that it is. And if you have enjoyed the episode, I would be, as always, very grateful if you could like, share and review and follow podcasts so that others can find us and we can spread the love. So until next time, 